0: Get ready to challenge conventional beliefs about what's possible in creating health, wealth, and happiness. You are listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. This hit show is providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. It is time to open and expand your awareness, accelerate your well-being as Megan shares wisdom, teachings, and experience from a lifelong journey of the heart. Enact the power of radical change with ease and lift your desires to a new perspective. Now, here's Playing on the Edge Radio.
2: Hey, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat. And yes, I'm going to be joined by Megan Edge in a minute. Mr. Benny, uh, it appears that Jessica has Megan now. So why don't you go ahead and give him a call, add him on, and I'm going to tell everybody about what the show's about today. So listen, Megan and I were thinking about what is happening? What is the energy that we're seeing, we're feeling in the world right now? What are some of the things that You know, people are experiencing about standing tall and who they are. The other thing that Megan and I share in common is that both of us have been fascinated by superheroes for most of our lives. Early on, my introduction to Jessica, are you saying hi? Oh, sorry. Hi. (laughs) I didn't know I was live. There we go. That's what I love about live radio and making this happen. Uh, So, uh, you know, for us today, what we're planning to do is we're planning to bring to you something that is so important to both of us. You know, from Megan's point of view, you're going to see today and hear from her how her life, how she has shared this wisdom of bionic woman, wonder woman, every woman the power of positive representation, and what this has meant. Today, we're gonna take a look at how powerfully the positive representation of women throughout history can help both men and women heal their masculine and feminine wounding. Now, part of this is talking about some of the lost histories, lost stories of significant women heroes from all walks of life and to demonstrate how women and men can experience women in a new and empowering way. What is required, though? One of the things that is super required in all of this is we have to question the status quo. We have to question who we are, and we have to be able to stand tall in the world. Megan, it's great to have you. I think we almost have Megan, but we don't quite have Megan, do we, Mr. Benny?
1: Nope. Don't, I still don't hear audio from her uh, machine there, so All I guess right. she can hear us. But maybe I'll go and give her a phone call if you want to have your phone ready there, Megan. I know she can yeah. us if like that's possible.
2: Let's do this, Benny. Let's go to a quick break so you can go ahead and make these connections. And for those of you out there, we're just going to take a short break. And we're going to figure out what's going on here. Miss Jessica, Mr. Benny, Megan, all of us, very excited about the show. We'll be right back.
3: Integrate
1: spirituality into your everyday lives on Universe Soul Heart Radio. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Kathleen Johnson explores the concept of sensible spirituality, keeping you grounded, connected, and centered on the path to wholeness. Kathleen has dedicated her life to facilitating holistic healing and wholeness in others. Listen to Universe Soul Heart Radio and learn how to flourish, grow, and impact all we do on planet Earth. For more information, go to universesoulheart.net.
4: Now you can be a part of one of the most powerful programs to help create a more joyful, loving, abundant, and peaceful world. Every day at 12 noon in any time zone, join millions of other people around the world to spend a few minutes in joy, love, and gratitude. Brought to you by Robert Schoenfeld, host of the Art of Powerful Living Radio. Together, we can raise the vibration of the planet. For more information, visit globalmomentofjoy.com.
1: What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rally has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com
5: Are you ready to make deep, lasting, transformative changes? Then tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio for Susanna Jameson's hit show, Love Light Sound Radio. During her show, Susanna inspires and supports spiritually and health-conscious individuals all over the world to reconnect with their hearts, their inner peace, and balance. Love Light Sound Radio. Transformation happens here now. For more information, visit SusannaJameson.com.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. Uh, This is her show, Radical Change with Ease. I'm Dr. Pat. We get to team up so that we can bring you a show like this. Bionic Woman, Wonder Woman, Every Woman. The power of positive representation. Uh, Megan, listen, you know, It it does take a village to put something like this together. And for those of you that are listening, I encourage you to go to Facebook, Transformation Talk Radio, and you'll be able to watch the video presentation of this. Because what Jessica and the team have done uh, and Megan has supplied us with are incredible images for those of you out there that want to hear and see and be part of the energy of this. Megan, this is an important show for you. I know Mm -hmm. this has been important from day one. Tell us a little bit about the, the superhero notion and why this is a big conversation today.
4: Pat, I love what is happening in the world right now. It is such an exciting time to live in because women and the men who love them are finding a voice in a way that we haven't had before in at least our understanding of recorded history. This is such a huge topic, it's such a huge subject and you were asking me earlier why is this show so important to me, why is this subject matter so important to me and I can already feel uh, there is so much emotion around this. I have spent my whole life since I was a tiny tiny little girl Standing in my own power of being a girl, being a woman, and really feeling how important it is that that identity is given equal expression and equal acknowledgement to the masculine identity. And it's a struggle that we both men and women have been in, at least in Western history, all the way back to the French Revolution. And there's this amazing representation of women throughout history that gets written out of the history classes, written out of the history books. As we find it again, as we find ourselves in our own history, we develop this sense of empowerment and of belonging Yeah, and of really knowing that if each individual woman has a sense that the story she's been told isn't true, now we can find the evidence of it. And it is so important that we see that evidence and share it with as
2: big an audience as we possibly can. And I agree with you. And what I love about this, and I share, I talked about this before when, when I first announced the show. And what I talked about is you and I share something in common. Now, what are the odds that two people who don't even live remotely close to each other would be two people that lived and grew up with these superhero, with these comic Mm. books, with these characters. But there was a draw to it early on for you and for me. And here we are today. Why is women's empowerment, superhero energy, why is the time now? Oh, it's such a great question.
4: You know, there's been this incredible evolution from... And when I go back to the French Revolution, I don't know how many people are aware of this, but about 7,000 women marched on Versailles during the French Revolution. And initially, these were a lot of women from the countryside. These were poor women. These were farming women. And they came on the city demanding bread. And many (laughs) people know the story of let them eat cake. And it's been twisted a bit through history. But that's that's what most (laughs) people remember about that. What's so fascinating is that the end result was that a month later, A group of women showed up at the assembly and presented a decree on the rights of women and demanded 10 particular things to be included in the new France, the new world order. Right from the beginning of that tumultuous time, women have been trying to find a voice and gathering together in sisterhood. We had the suffragette movement back in the late 1800s and early 1900s. We moved into what's called the first wave of feminism in the 60s and 70s, then the second wave of feminism in the 80s and 90s. And here we are still in 2017 with the same rhetoric the same questions the same desire to be seen and acknowledged and and recognized it's it's so important that we have mentors in this movement girls and women that we can look to to give us that sense of purpose and sense of self and motivation and the knowing of what can be done and these superheroes that you and I grew up with right you know so some of them have disappeared already from Pop culture. I want to see them come back. You mm-hmm. know, Bionic Woman. Wonder Woman has made a resurgence. Absolutely. Yes. 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 And and there is this incredible, um, oh, like a connection that's happening in the superhero world, where women superheroes are showing up in a really powerful way. The more that we have that, the more empowered both men and women can become. In this new conversation, which is really an old conversation, but the way that we're having it in a new way, where there is a partnership that's showing up now between what women want and desire and what men want and desire for themselves and for the women that they love and that they support.
2: You know what I love about looking at this and kind of reflecting back for a minute is that those of us that grew up on the East Coast, that were part of that New York City Get out there, march. Bella Abza, Gloria Steinem, that mm-hmm. whole generational idea um, where voices were loud, but action was little. Today, that's not the case, mm-hmm. right? You know, the voices are loud in a different way, right? The Golden Globe Awards, I, I talked about this the other day on mm-hmm. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, where the women behind him, that man, can be seen in almost every picture of him, that there's a crowd, a crowd, there's women. Yeah. But the effort that it took, Megan, mm-hmm. for everyone to show up, except maybe two or three people, in black, mm-hmm. the other day, on the awards, people think they just did it. Thousands Mm -hmm. of phone calls. And that was organized in silence almost. But the impact, I don't, it will never be forgotten, including Oprah's uh, talk. Mm -hmm. Is it Hollywood that uh, is is going to uh, take this to a different level, do you think? I think it's you and I and ordinary men and women who
4: are beginning the process of saying no. Yeah. And really putting their hand up to the old dynamic and yeah. the old expectations between men and women who are going to make the most fundamental differences. Absolutely having powerful women stand up with their voice and share their story and that whole Me Too movement is so inspiring and empowering. And when Oprah said she knows that there are girls watching her stand up and say what she was saying during that speech. She's absolutely right. She becomes that power of representation. And as does any of these women in, in positions of power and leadership, whether it's Hollywood or politics or CEOs who are saying no, are going to be the inspiration. Even more so, or certainly equally to that is the inspiration of the women in our lives our mothers and our sisters, and mm, here I go again, <laughs> um, you know, our, our cousins, our aunts, our neighbors, women who individually are coming to a place in their own understanding of themselves that it just isn't working anymore anymore. The old expectations. And they are looking for ways to heal their own feminine wounding and their own masculine wounding. And they're looking for ways to heal themselves so they can stand in their authenticity and begin a whole new dialogue about what it looks like to be a man and what it looks like to be a woman and what the expectations are of how this relationship can heal itself so that we can move forward in a in really a whole new Era, a whole new age.
2: Well, and you know, it starts by looking at what's not only in the headlines today, but what was in the headlines in the history you just described. Mm -hmm. You know, there are things, let's call them uh, atrocities if we would, maybe traumatic Mm -hmm. events. But let's say there are things where uh, women and the men that love those women and the children draw a line in the sand about something. You know, draw a line in the sand. Yeah, you know, back then, Prohibition, line in the sand. But Mm -hmm. this was a giant line in the sand. Mm -hmm. And it said, no, we're not going to be sexually abused. We're not going to be verbally abused. And we've got something going on. Now, listen, you live in a country where you have a prime minister, let's say. (laughs) He is a prime minister, yeah. (laughs) did something extraordinary that the world pretty much doesn't know about. We don't even talk about it. Well, at the time that he made his
4: speech, when he was elected prime minister, and he's the second youngest prime minister in our country's history, he did make history by making sure that half of the cabinet of the Canadian government was women. He appointed half of his cabinet positions to women, to powerful, intelligent women who he knew we're going to be an incredible asset to the running of the country and when he stood up to give his speech after his election one of the questions from the press was what sir how come why do you have so many women in your cabinet and his answer reverberated around the world at the time he said because it's 2015 mm. <laughs> <laughs> right Now it's 2017. It's 2017, for goodness sakes, why are we still having the same conversations that the women in 1789 in the French Revolution were having?
2: Yeah.
4: That women in Greek society were having, that women in Egyptian society were having. Yeah. The fundamental question that I have, Pat, for the world is, what are we so afraid of that half the population is unwilling to see themselves,
2: and the other half of the population is unwilling to see them. Yeah. This phrase is a question. It's really interesting. So the word hero and superhero and hero, today's show we're talking about, yeah, bionic woman, wonder woman, every woman, because I shared the other day that the most influential women in my life, Amy Saro. Who's Amy Saro? Amy Saro. A teacher in Plainfield High School in New Jersey. Why do I remember her name? And I can't tell you not a single other teacher's name. I can't Mm -hmm. even tell you what I studied. But Amy, Sarah, I never forgot. Because this woman took me aside and whatever she said to me kept me in school, in high school. Mm -hmm. But the question is, Megan, how big does one need to be to be a hero? I don't think one needs to be
4: big at all, Pat. Yeah. I What I believe is that in order to show up as a hero for someone else, all you need to do is be in your authentic self and know who yeah. that is in order to be that model for the next person in line. I, I think of my two beautiful daughters. It matters so much to me that I am really aware of how I'm showing up in the world because I know that they're looking up to me and they're looking to me for direction and their friends as well. You know, if I can be that person just in my ordinary day-to-day life who helps a girl recognize her, her potential and her value, if I can be that person who shows up for my client who comes to me with their sexual trauma and their wounding and a and low sense of themselves where they've made themselves so tiny and I can demonstrate for them what is possible for how they can walk out in the world, that's as much of a hero as I ever would need to be for anybody. And yeah. like you say, in your life, you know these amazing women who've shown up for you. I have the same amazing women. I think if any of us were to take a moment, men and women, we would be able to very quickly identify those women who just in their own beautiful way of being in the world have become heroes for us.
2: You know, I hadn't thought about this until just now. I have a best friend and boy, I'm going to get all choked up here. (laughs) She's been my friend since 1973. Now I got to just say, The Dr. Pat you see in here right now, this one, that's a little bit more evolved than I've been most of my life. That was not the dot. That was not the Pat in 2000 in 1973. Mm. And my best friend, who is my friend, who without her, I wouldn't be here today. Neither would Transformation Talk Radio or the Dr. Pat show. And that's Linda Firing. Mm. she's our producer those of you that listen you know you talk to her but it's also her family it's the generations and that's what I want to ask you about it's Mm -mm. Linda who comes from parents that became my parents that shaped me guided me loved me Mm -hmm. how important is it for us to do that to remember our lineage yeah. Oh, and then to create so a new important. Point for many. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Absolutely. What I firmly believe and what I've seen happens in so many instances with my clients and their healing. As we do our own healing work, we create this ripple effect. And it goes out in time. So when I heal my wounds, it goes to my daughters and it goes to their daughters. It also goes to my mother and her mother and her mother's mother. So that the work that I do on myself has an impact down and up that generational line. And I I feel like in our society, at least, we've lost touch with our grandmothers and we've lost touch with our aunties. And we talk about Grandma Google now. (laughs) Go ask Grandma Google. Yeah. Now I don't. I don't have a grandmother to ask anymore. Both of my grandmothers have passed away. And my mother has also passed away. Mm-hmm. So I feel that I carry a a mantle of that the matriarchy of my family. That it is up to me now to bring forward to my children, my daughters, and their daughters and sons, that family connection, that family history, of these women who, no matter what their circumstances were, and no matter how they showed up in the world, did the best they could with what they knew at the time and under the circumstances. And that needs to be honored. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's so many uh, that we are going to talk about and honor today. And by the way, if you're watching on Facebook Live and you've missed any part, uh, part of this, it will replay later tonight. Uh, but we're going go to go a, to a break right now. And for those of you that are watching on Facebook Live, We have a very special interview that we're going to play, Megan, aren't we?
4: Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is such an amazing moment, a conversation between myself and my oldest daughter. And I'm so happy to be able to share her with our audience and to be able to share this conversation that she and I had together.
2: This is how we pass it down and pay it forward. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Megan and I are going to take you on a journey. What do we have to do to heal the divide? You know, what is it? And who have been the influences of the gods, the goddesses, the energy, the life force that instills the empowerment in each and every one of us? But what is it we are ready to heal? And why is the world needing it? Let's take a short break. Please enjoy this. If you are watching on Facebook Live.
3: Did you know any negative thought you have drains your energy by 30%? 30%! I don't know about you, but if left to my own devices, my mind can come up with some wildly unsupportive ideas. A rabbit hole of negativity. Yuck! My life is busy and I bet yours is too. Losing 30% of my energy doesn't work for me. I need all the help I can get. My name is Audrey Michelle, and I'm the host of Rewired Life Radio, as well as a spiritual growth coach. I want you to be operating on all available energy throughout your day so you can show up as your best self. Don't you? Get my three quick energy shifts for regaining lost energy. Simply go to AudreyMichelle.com tips and download it for free today. That's AudreyMichelle spelled M-I-C-H-E-L dot com slash tips.
2: Tune in to the Psychic
1: Professors Show, The Voices of Spirit Radio, with international medium and spirit artist Dr. Susan Barnes on Transformation Talk Radio, featuring a variety of spiritual topics such as psychic art, spiritualism, EVP, psychic development, and mediumship. This hit call-in show provides listeners with breakthrough wisdom to enliven and enlighten their lives. Visit spiritartgallery.net. Tune in each Friday, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Who's ready to rock 2018? Want expert assistance to ground and clear your energy and raise your vibration? Hi, I'm Wendy Rose Williams, Certified Spiritual Teacher. Call 425 425- 425 to schedule your free 15 minute consult to learn how a one hour soul wisdom healing session full day regression healing or 90 day energetic boot camp can help you with the next big thing visit wendyrosewilliams.com to plan your magic carpet ride with me
5: your happiness is your choice on natural peace radio Follow Sarah Van Ryswick as she addresses the power of emotions. Each month, Sarah covers different topics as she helps listeners activate their energetic spark and create powerful energy and amazing opportunities. Manifest your desires with Natural Peace Radio. For more information on Sarah and her work, visit naturalpeaceliving.com. are you traveling most of your day do you want to take transformation talk radio with you anywhere you go well guess what there's an app for that just go to the app store on your apple device or the google play store on your android and search transformation talk radio catch all of our live shows no matter where you are thanks for listening
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, Yep, you heard it right. Bionic woman, wonder woman, every woman, the power of positive representation. Uh, Megan Edge is the host of, for those of you out there who don't know it, playing on the Edge radio. Megan, before we talk about, you know, some of the absolutely phenomenal accomplishments and then what's left to do, how can people find out more about you? How can they work with you? How could they heal with you?
4: Mm showing up in the world people can reach me through my website which is at meganedge.ca there's lots of content and information on there and ways to get in touch with me i love getting emails please email me that's the best way to get a hold of me which is megan at meganedge.ca you can find me on youtube i have a whole healing channel we record all of my public speakings all of my talks lots of visualizations and other healing tools that you can work with um you can also reach me on LinkedIn. I write for a couple of online magazines. Island Woman is one of them. Mind Body Network is another magazine that I write for. Lots of beautiful ways that we can connect with one another.
2: Mm. Uh, and for those of you who want to find out more about us, you can find us at TransformationTalkRadio.com or TheDrPatShow.com. Um, you know, in, prepar- in preparation for this, You know, you have been somebody that has studied women, the legacies, the history, the action, the movement. You know, let's talk a little bit about what you've discovered along the way. You know, how do we connect the dots in our history?
4: Beautiful. So basically what we need to start doing is finding our history There are actually an enormous number of resources out in the world in terms of books and authors who've been writing for many, many years about women's history. I was doing quite a bit of research in preparation for this show and shared a number of links that I discovered for women in history around the world. Different cultures are beginning to, well, some are beginning to, some always have, kept a history of the women leaders, of the women pirates, the women merchants. In fact, there's a new show on Netflix right now that is narrated by Lindy Lawless um, of Xena and the important and famous women throughout history, whom many people are not familiar with. Yeah. And, And even those women that we are familiar with throughout history most of what we get to learn about them is what they wore and who they slept with. Right, right, right. right. We don't get to know about Queen Elizabeth's the first state womenship or Cleopatra's um, state womenship or her politics. We hear that she slept with the Caesars and she bathed in milk. There's so much more to these women throughout history than what we have been commonly led to believe.
2: Yeah. And, you know, part of this is sharing those stories, sharing, uh, you know, some of the most incredible events of our time that we talk little about today. Exactly, exactly. So when we can find ourselves
4: in our history, then we can see what we have we, we we can see the the lies and the misrepresentations that we have been told in order to keep us in a particular place in society that works with the current dynamic, and we can begin to push against that expectation. We can point to and say yes, but look at this woman, look at what she did, look at how she stood as a merchant or as a politician or as a leader. Look at how she was a revolutionary. Look at how she led men into battle. Think of Joan of Arc. Actually, Joan of Arc is one of the few women in our history, Western history, who has not been sexualized. That's right. I just just thought about that. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? That so many of the other women have been, but something about her and the way that she showed up in the world maybe didn't allow for that. Mm -hmm. Or maybe there wasn't time for that to (laughs) become part of the the story, part of the the rhetoric.
2: Yeah. I think it's also because of the archetype she represented and right out of the gate, you know, when we look and we think about archetypes, there wasn't any room for her to be anything but Joan of Arc. Mm. Uh, And you know, like you, you read about some people that they're born and some of them are born with the keyboard attached to them and there they are and that's what they do and that's their life. I think mm-hmm. in in this in the case of looking at Joan of Arc, her clarity of purpose early mm-hmm. on was mm-hmm. I think we watch. We watch that clarity and we watch a woman decide for herself how she's going to live her life based on what she believes and I think we're seeing that again. I think right. we're seeing it right now. We are seeing it right now and and something that comes to
4: mind too around Joan of Arc and she's not the only one throughout history, throughout around the world throughout history Women have disguised themselves as men in order to enjoy the privileges that the men in their society and culture had. There have been women monks. There has even been a woman pope who hid herself, Pope Joan, hid herself in the guise of a man for her entire life and became pope. It's so interesting to me that what happens to these women when their sex is discovered, which inevitably it will be, whether it's while they're alive or after their death, the rage that the men around them experience and their efforts to erase these women from history, I find really interesting. Yeah. As a psychological understanding of, of what it is that's going on in this relationship between men and women and how it has been historically portrayed. My personal belief around all of this, however, is that honestly, if you don't if you don't have both men and women in a community, in a culture, that culture cannot evolve. So for the fact that we are at this place where we are in our cultural evolution, clearly women have been participating and perhaps at ground level, but but even certainly through leadership equally to men, or at the very least, their contribution has been acknowledged as being equally important and equally valuable to that of men. Because I want to be really clear about something. This is not about male bashing. No. And this is not about saying that every woman has to now become a man or do everything that every man has done. And that was something that my daughter referred to in that conversation that she and I had. What if it were okay for a boy to want to be a nurse or a ballerina? And what if it were okay for a girl to want to be a mechanic or an astronaut? Why do we create these limitations for the expression of boys and girls, which then become the expectation of what adult men and women should do? Couldn't we simply allow each person to decide for themselves and design their own lives not based on whether they are a boy or a girl, but based on what matters to them and yeah. what's important to them and i I believe that's what women have been doing throughout history when they have faced the limitations that some of these of our historical cultures have had and stood up against them and made yeah. such an impact that they couldn't be erased from history
2: mm-hmm. yeah. I think we're making history as we speak all over the mm-hmm. world. Malala Yosefzai. Now, people mm-hmm. say, what? Who is that? Okay. A woman oh. that believed in educating other women, that believed in education for women. Yes. And so much uh, in her life was in protest of, of, of lack of support for women in education, all of it. She mm-hmm. didn't keep quiet. And she was shot for it. And she lived and went on to receive the Nobel, right? Mm -hmm. But here she is today as a modern day hero, superhero of sorts. Yes, absolutely Um, superhero. What do we want as a society from our heroes? And how do we close the Mm -hmm. divide between men and women? Because even though... I did talk about the Golden Globe Awards. I'm, men and women alike stood in protest. It wasn't just yes. all women. And that's, that's right. the new narrative, I think, today.
4: That's right. So there's really two questions that's been, yeah. that are being posed here. What yeah. does it take to be a hero, to be a superhero? We've, we, and we've talked about that to some extent. What I want everybody to understand is that they have the capacity within themselves to be a hero in their day-to-day lives. it's important for us to have these heroes who really are expressions of ancient gods and goddesses. This is, at times of huge upheaval, we turn to the energy source, whatever you want to call it, that is bigger than ourselves, to look for representation, and to create A sense of somebody has the potential to make enormous changes in the world. And we give that to our gods and our goddesses. We give that to our superheroes. And then from them, we take the modeling of that. How many little boys wanted to be Superman? And how many little girls wanted to be Wonder Woman and Bionic Woman? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They Give us that excitement around what is possible for us. So we need, I believe we need to have the representation of the big superhero in order to see where we can bring that into our day-to-day lives and then be the day-to-day heroes.
2: Yeah. What I love about this is you can run, but you can't hide today. So mm-hmm. if you want, let's go back to 1968 and the first mm-hmm. protest, I believe on record of the Miss America pageant. Eight. Right, it was the first one. And for those of you that don't know about it, it was go down there and burn your bra, all right? Yeah. September, great time for Atlantic City. Um, fast forward to today, and mm-hmm. in that arena today, and it was December, you know, here we had one of the most scandalous uh, situations. And again, there was a line drawn in the sand And people, men and women, say, no, no, we're not going to take that. Vulgar emails have no place Mm -hmm. in our society. Mm -hmm. Isn't this part of the healing of closing the divide? It absolutely is. What I've observed from that very
4: first, on record, women's protest back in the French Revolution, and then all the way through what we've been doing this past century and this current century Women have been in conversation with one another, and there's been lots of division in these conversations. But you were mentioning earlier, where was the action? Well, the action was in the conversations that we were having in finding a voice within a safe container of relationship with our sisters. And equally, there was a men's movement going on, which actually right now is not getting as much press as as what the what the women are doing. But it was there, and men were gathering in groups, and they were starting to talk about the emotional piece, they were starting to talk about their own divine feminine within them, creating their own safe container for that conversation. What has been created now out of that is that it feels safe for those men who are ready to say no to their own brothers for the behaviors that they're seeing that they no longer wish to just stand by and allow to happen. They have a safe place to do that now. Yeah. So when you see the men and women who gathered together last year globally for those women's marches, those pussy marches that people were calling them after the inauguration of your president, your current president, yeah. there were men and women. There were fathers with their daughters on their shoulders holding up placards. And those are some of the photographs that I shared with you saying, no more. My daughter will not have that experience. And these are the men who are doing their own work now and healing their own masculine wounds. And really looking at the question of what is it to be a man at the same time that women are doing the same thing and looking at, so what does it mean to be a woman? And so now there's a dialogue that can happen between men and women together. And that dialogue is what's going to really jumpstart the changes that people are are looking for. And it's already happening. Look at Iceland, for example. Oh. You know, the the whole wage disparity thing is a conversation we have been having for far too long. It oh, is yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous. It has, does not have a leg to stand on. January 1st, Iceland passed a new law that says it is illegal illegal for men and women to be paid differently for the same work if a company has over 25 employees in it. Yeah. And it's okay. not only gonna be mandated, but it is actually on the law books now. Most countries, many countries have these laws, but there's lots of ways that companies have skirted around, that government has skirted around them to keep that wage disparity. I think Iceland, this little tiny place on the globe, yeah. is, something, is a place we need to keep our eye on
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to see how this unfolds. Well, and you know, we are setting examples. I mean, we talked about Trudeau and we're talking about Iceland. And we're talking about, you know, people all over the world in different parts of the world rising up and saying, listen, this is not just about pay inequality, but this is here even this morning in my own country. We're talking about a level of racism around in immigration that mm-hmm. my family that came over, as we like to say, on the boat, would their skin would be on the back of their neck. So. The line is in the sand in a lot of ways. What can mm. we do to heal this today? What would you do to help us heal today?
4: I would love to share a visualization that I've created to help begin that healing process at the personal and individual level. Do you think our, our audience would like to have that? Let's do would you it. like to have that? Okay, let's, let's do it. it. All right. So this is a visualization that I created for my healers. These are the amazing men and women who come to me for for teaching so that I could they can show up in the world as healers because the world needs healers right now more than any other time, I think. And this is one of the tools that I have given to them, I've created for them. And I'm really happy to be able to share it with you today. All right, so I'm gonna take you through it. So sitting comfortably and with your eyes closed, imagine that you live in a time when sex and sexuality are celebrated and that each young woman and man is taught about their sexual selves in a safe and honoring way. Imagine growing up surrounded by sexually healthy people, where loving relationships are the norm, and sexual abuse, exploitation, and degradation are unknown experiences. Take a deep breath and breathe into this vision. Allow yourself to feel within your body total and complete freedom in your ability to ability to express yourself sensually and sexually invite yourself to feel unconditional acceptance with no judgment or apology for who you are within your mind and body on the next breath bring your awareness to any areas in your physical body which may be holding any sort of sexual trauma, shame, or uncertainty. Go as far back in your memories as you can and scan through your life's story, inviting your memories to surface, staying in the observer role, and notice where in your body these memories are being held. Imagine now, the most beautiful healing color. Send this energy to any of the places in your body where energy is being held from these experiences, clearing away all negative emotion and energy connected with your experiences. Do this as many times as you need to. And now take a deep breath in, And on the exhale, breathe out the same healing color. Everything you no longer need or want to hold on to within your body. Take a deep breath in and on the exhale, say to yourself, I am whole, I am healed, I am free. And now slowly open your eyes and move back into your day. Knowing that you can repeat this exercise at any time you feel your old wounds surfacing. And this is also an excellent visualization to do on behalf of somebody else. Mm -hmm. So you could take that visualization and that healing energy and that color, and you could send it out from your heart and your solar plexus and bathe the entire world. Send it to every person on the planet who has a need right now for this kind of healing work. If we are unable or unwilling to do the healing at the core level at the at our source, we will not be able we will not be able to show up in the world and hold space for other people's healing. This is where it begins. It begins with the individual. That it begins with the authentic self. It begins with us doing our own healing work so that then we can step into a group and we can help with the healing of that group and then we can step into our community and we can help with the healing of that community. So what I would love to see more than anything else in all of this is that my daughters can step out of their front door and never have to wonder about their own value simply because they are women. Mm. I want them to know their value and I want that reflected back to them everywhere that they go and everywhere that they look. And similarly for men, I want them to have a really strong, beautiful sense of who they are in the world, where they no longer feel like they have to put down or subjugate women in their lives as a way to feel better about themselves. I mean, wouldn't it be amazing, Pat, if yeah we were all walking around feeling yeah. really good about ourselves,
2: yeah, and we didn't
4: need to put anybody down?
2: Well, you know, here's what I love about the way thing you know people are coming together all over the world. We're coming together in praise, praise Mm. for each other. You know, we're talking about some horrific acts, Mm -hmm. horrific, and we're praising the people that are coming forth. See, in the past, we wouldn't be able to praise them because the accusations about them would be so loud that the praise would be drowned out. Mm -hmm. by our belief in accusing the accuser. And today that to me is one of the most transformative, you know, pinnacle of, of courage that I've seen is that the praise for women that are standing tall is louder Mm -hmm. than the accusations about them. And that's the major change for me today. That's and what some, I see.
4: Yeah. Something yeah. else that I'm, that I'm also seeing, which I think is yeah. really valuable and really important, is that the voices that blame the victim are becoming quieter and smaller. <laughs> because we're beginning to see the context. Yeah. Right. When we, say, when we ask the question, well, why did you go to your boss's office? Well, how could I not have gone to my boss's office? Mm-hmm. You know, we're starting to look at the bigger picture because we're connecting the dots as to how systemic this yeah. is of that is what brings us to this place of saying no more yeah no no we going to tolerate this and awareness we can then move into the how how do we take the actions to ensure that the next generation of boys and girls don't grow up with the kind of abuse that is been has been given voice to through these movements that we're experiencing right now
2: Yeah, well, I will tell you in our country right now, there are a lot of people walking on eggshells right now, mass exodus Mm. from high offices and positions, and for very good reason. But what you shared today is so important, and it's about healing. Mm -hmm. So thank you for today. Megan, how can people find out more about you? And what's the personal message? What would you like to leave us with today?
4: Well, first of all, I want to thank you, Pat for being a hero as well to myself and to so many other people to whom you have created a space where voices can be heard. Thank you. I think that's really important. And I would say to anybody who's watching and listening, if you have something to say, here's a beautiful place to come and say it, come and work with Pat and her amazing team, or find yourself an online magazine or find yourself into your local radio station or get up in front of people and talk, let your voice be heard. You have something important to say. And if you want to come and talk to me about this, work with me around this, you can see me on my website at MeganEdge.ca. You can reach me on email. You can connect with me on Facebook. I'm there, Megan Edge Healing or Megan Edge. I'd love to hear from you.
2: Uh, And also through Transformation Talk Radio. We're connecting there as well. Yeah. And, you know, part of this for us is we've actually accelerated the date where we're going to launch our Epic Woman Challenge. We've accelerated that date and put it up front. So thank you, Megan. Thank you for today. Thank you, Benny. You're welcome. Pushing all the right buttons, Mr. Benny, Jessica, Carter, Justin, Linda, everybody on the team. As we come together in this place of one heart, the world will heal. Thank you, Megan.
4: Absolutely.
2: Thank you, Pat. All right, let's rock on. I'm ready to get my cape on and fly off to another planet. All right, everybody. I've got mine on. Yeah, you do. I got, actually, I got my little leopard uh, thing on right here. My little, I, I decided I to that. be leopard. Maybe they'll do a, maybe they'll do a movie about leopard woman. Everybody.
4: Right, there is leopard woman. Oh, is there? Oh no. There is.
2: Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, I'm still a fan of Mashona from the Talking and Walking Dead. Yeah, Mashona, uh, Mashona, unbelievable! That's another show. We'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and the Doctor Pat Show Network, providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. If you've missed any part of this episode or want to find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca.
2: The preceding audio was via a Skype call.